Ellis, Bush to Cleveland. Cleveland, Number three, Ohio State, reeling the block party on their feet. Trammell and Shin once more. Set point for Purdue. New and able to keep it up. Here's Ellis trying to end it. And she does. Purdue upsets Wisconsin at home. Welcome back to the Dig City Podcast. Uh, again, uh, happy to be back with you this week and happy to talk about a couple wins, Coach. Uh, we'll start. Well, first of all, are you enjoying your Tuesday? Well, I am. Um, it's, it's a day off for uh, NCAA rules that they put in where anytime there's a, a national voting day that uh, teams cannot practice, which I think uh, was designed with good reason. Um, I just don't know if there's any voting going on in our state today. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not aware of it, but uh uh, nonetheless, we, we went yesterday. We would have given them yesterday off after playing on Sunday and then been able to come in today and, and try to do a few things where yesterday we had to go very light coming off of a uh, four-set match with Wisconsin. So um, we watched a lot of tape as a coaching staff. And uh, so we've, we've gotten a little bit ahead from that standpoint, but we'll have to play catch-up with the team on Wednesday um, and then we'll practice over at Maryland on Thursday before playing the Terps on Friday night. That's good. That's good. Before we get, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Let's go ahead and talk about the week that was a bit. You uh, last week, midweek action with Northwestern coming to town. A a uh, pretty quick work of the Wildcats. I know they were they were game at certain points, but you guys came out focused and really uh, really took care of business last Wednesday. Well, I compared uh, Northwestern to Michigan State as far as being very dangerous teams prior to each respective match. And uh, Michigan State came in and played like a house on fire when we saw them a week earlier. And I, th I think our team was more prepared for a good opponent, uh, Northwestern. Uh, and I thought we played very well. It was a badly needed victory after dropping two in a row. Um, the only time we've lost two in succession for about a year and a half. And so it was, it was great to see our guys come back with great focus. We, we tried to start a lineup that was full of uh, emotional uh, leaders. And what I mean by that is we, you know, we weren't sure about Mo Horning, but I felt like we had to get her in the lineup and play her because of what she brings to the team. Uh, we weren't sure uh, with JL 100%. But yet we knew what what she could bring to the team at a time um, when we needed um, confidence and belief. So we started JL Johnson um, just watching Raven Colvin over the last few weeks led me to believe that she's also going to be an inspiration to our team on the floor. So those three people fell into those positions based on what I thought we needed um, to get this thing turned around, get ship righted. And fortunately for, for us, they, they all played extremely well uh, in that match. And we got off to a good start. And we pretty much led from start to finish uh, over what I consider to be a very athletic team in Northwestern. For sure. Then you had an extra day or two to prepare for uh, the next opponent. Wisconsin came in here on Sunday afternoon or Sunday at noon, actually. Uh, that move got changed. The game got changed from Saturday night to Sunday for, uh, for ESPN. And and anytime you get an extra day to prepare for the Badgers, I would think that's that's probably a good thing. You talked about uh, coming out on fire. That's that's exactly what you guys did against Wisconsin. 
Well, you're right as far as the extra day being helpful. One, just that extra day of rest um, for our team. Um, we were playing at home, um, both those matches, which also made it feel like we had time and we were in a good position um, to be ready to play. Uh, Wisconsin has such an arsenal of offensive players that uh, you know I believe they have as much, if not more talent than anybody in the country. So we knew that it was gonna take a really well executed uh, match to win. And again, I felt like from start to finish, we were really good. Uh, I mean, we jumped out to about a 20 to nine lead in that first set. They battled back to make it interesting. We jumped out ahead again in the second set. They came back and tied it, but we persevered. And then uh, third set, we jumped ahead again, but then they came back and were able to find a way to win that one. And then the third set was kind of a, a back and forth, a real, you know, ding dong battle, if you will. And uh, they had a couple of set points on us uh, in the fourth, but somehow uh, behind the hot arm of Emma Ellis and some great defensive plays, we were able to, uh, you know, win that one 28-26 and uh, get a, a badly needed win against a really good Wisconsin team, a team that we've had a hard time uh, beating over the last several years. You, uh, you mentioned Raven Colvin. I, I know you talked earlier this week at your press conference about, uh, about her start to that match. She came out, blocked three of the first eight points, got a couple kills in there as well. She was absolutely electric to start and, uh, and really set the tone defensively for what was a fantastic uh, block and, and really an amazing defensive effort across the board. Well, she's a terrific story just from the standpoint that a week and a half before when we played Sparty, um, we had prepared for the, the team that we expected to see. And then they threw a different lineup at us, which was interesting because they only had about three days from their last match to put that together. But they started totally different than what they had. And they were a team that already was using some backcourt attackers, but they had Franklin and um, Max Brown flying from all over the back row, lots of fast arms, and Raven's head was spinning. Now, this is a freshman that only started in about five matches prior to Michigan State. And here comes this uh, Spartan team that's just loaded for bear on that particular day. And the, the, the point of my story is, is that that didn't settle well with her, talking about Raven. And for the next four or five days, she was she could be found in our video room watching tape of both the Michigan State match and the teams that we were getting ready to play so that that wouldn't happen again to her because that wasn't a good feeling. And then to see her come out and play so well, um, even at, at Nebraska, I thought she played well. We were getting beat by a particular shot. And I think that, you know, she understood now you know, what she needs to do. But uh, in the matches against uh, both Northwestern and uh, certainly Wisconsin, um, she was a fixture in the front row and, and had the attention of uh, all the big hitters for Wisconsin. That's a quality that, uh, that sort of junkyard dog quality of, I'm not going to let go of this until I figure it out. You can't, you can't really teach that, right? That's something that has to be innate within these players. Well, you can encourage that, but you can't make it happen. And this was something that she did on your own, on her own. I mean, wasn't like somebody said, hey, you know, get your butt in a video room and, and let's watch some tape. 
she was in there. I mean, it was on her to, to do that. So very impressive by her. Um, I was talking to the big cat, Coach Brantley, today um, in the basketball office and asking him, because he's good friends with Roosevelt, and I was trying to learn, did Roosevelt have those kind of qualities? And, uh, of course, all Brandon, the big cat, wants to say is, that, oh, anytime a guy puts his puts his, uh, puts his uh, knuckles in the ground for as long as he did in the NFL, he said, you're going to get you're going to get a pretty good kid. And uh, so I thought, well, that's true. But I still didn't find out what <laughs> what kind of character Roosevelt was. Uh, if he had been the guy that would have been in the video room, you know, watching that. But I I just go on about what a great character we have in um Raven Colvin, and that not only does she have these great physical skills, she has uh, the intangibles to go along with it. So a, a real treat for our uh, staff and, and our fans as well to be able to see her for another three and a half years. Absolutely. Can't, can't wait to watch her continue to develop. Um, one other note about uh, we could talk about Sunday forever. I know that we don't want to do that necessarily. It was a great win. Were we watching the two best setters in America that day? It, it really felt like it. Uh, Haley Bush. And Sydney Hilly, 49 assists each. That is a monster number. And and, yeah. and they were just, they were getting to every ball. Well, Hilly is a proven commodity. You know, first team All-America from a year ago and maybe the year before that too, I, I can't recall. And has a lot of really nice, you know, players to feed the ball to where, where Bush was uh, all Big Ten and a third team All-America. But I, I thought Haley played one of her best matches of, of the year maybe her career um, on Sunday just was in complete control, played with poise, uh, great knowledge of, of what we need to do to score points against a, a really good defense. You know, when I watched, you know, Wisconsin play this season, the one thing that jumped out at me aside from their size and physicality was how many balls they dig. And certainly Barnes keeps a plethora of volleyballs off the floor uh, maybe as much as anybody in the country. She's that, you know, she's that good. But they've got other people that can play fence as well. So, um, you know, we we had to make sure that we were getting the ball, the right people in the right position to score. And and clearly, you know, we we out hit them by maybe 20 points, not a lot, but by by 20 percentage points. And uh, fortunately, our defense held them under 200. They've only been held under 200 twice this season. And that was our goal going in, Corey, was if we can play defense, if we can out-defend them, we have a chance to win. And uh, the old Purdue basic uh, came into play with, uh, you know, doing defense and digging balls and just trying to be tough. That blue-collar defense lives here mentality. Mm -hmm. you, you, you held them under 200. You're also the first team to hit over 200 on them this season. So, when, like you said, it's a razor-thin margin there, but, but yeah. it makes all the difference. Well, that's a tribute to Wisconsin if they haven't had anybody hit over 200 against them because their schedule is, is really good. They don't back down from anybody. And, uh, and again, I, I still believe that, that they are one of two teams, maybe three, that uh, are national championship uh, headliners right now. I think there's a lot of people that could probably win it, but certainly Louisville, Texas, and Wisconsin are the three that everybody is talking the most about that have – uh, everything that you need, um, you know, to have a chance to win it. And uh, so that, that's why the win was significant for us at a time when, you know, we were reeling a little bit with the two losses that the week before and uh, then to bounce back and get a, a win over a, an opponent uh, like Wisconsin was important um, because we didn't want to fall 
too far back in the in the league standings. We want to still be relevant in Big Ten play and use that as motivation. Back into the top ten, ranked eighth this week on the ABCA poll. Now you go on the road for the next four. Like you said, you go to Maryland and Rutgers this weekend. Uh, what's that road trip going to be like from a travel perspective, from a competitive perspective? Just uh, what, what are you expecting on that East Coast swing? Well, we will uh, leave around 4 o'clock uh, on Thursday, uh, fly out of the, the Purdue airport, and uh, fly into um, I think Baltimore and um, go directly to practice from, from the, the flight in. That's about an hour and 30 minute flight, I think, out there on the charter jet that we will take uh, practice and then get uh, our dinner, go back and watch some tape, wake up the next day and uh, go in and practice again briefly, not try to do too much on the day of the game, uh, especially some of those players like the Newtons and the Clevelands that are uh, jumping an awful lot, but uh, at least get them into that facility again. Uh, their, their, their gym is about I think it holds maybe 1500. It's, uh, you know, kind of like playing in, in Holloway gym, only maybe 60% of the size uh, of our building. So it's, it's not anything that we're not used to. Um, and I don't think that it, even a, a sellout crowd there would have a, a huge negative impact on us because it's a very similar building. And of course we'll play Maryland on uh, Friday night. Uh, that night, I believe, then we fly into uh, Rutgers, um, and then on Saturday, we'll practice at Rutgers, hopefully watch our football team knocks, knock off uh, Michigan State on, on TV. That would be a lot of fun to see. And uh, then the next day on Sunday, and I'm not even sure what the start time is in that match. I hope it's early mm -hmm. sometime. Um, we play Rutgers on Sunday afternoon and then uh, get on the plane and, and fly back home. So two teams that um, are challenges because um, – everybody thinks you're supposed to go out there and, 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 and buzz through them. And keep in mind, Wisconsin thought they were going to buzz through Maryland early in the season, opening round of big 10 play and they got beat. And then a week later, Penn state went in there and found themselves down two games to zero before they battled like crazy to come back and have a reverse sweep. So Maryland is 16 and no 18 and six, yep. 18 and six on the season. So this is one of the better Maryland teams in, in the last 15 years. And so we'll have to, to play a really good match to go out there and win one on the road. Yeah, they're looking to, to bolster their resume for the postseason for sure. They started off hot, 12-0 and 0 on the year, 6-6 um, six and six in conference play. That's, that's a pretty good place to be right now for them. Well, it, it would, normally, it would be a pretty good you know, uh, formula for making the NCAA tournament. But the, the teams they played in non-conference have not fared well enough to bolster their RPI. So... Okay. They're going to have to really do some damage. And I, what I'm talking about is beating teams they're not supposed to beat. Right. So we have to be really well focused to, to make that not happen against us. I mean, not they want to beat some people they're not yeah. supposed to beat, have at it. Just, let's just not, you know, let them do that to us. Yep. And so that's why we have to be, and we've been watching tape like crazy and our, our team will be well prepared. And that's one of the unique things about this team is you give them a plan and they can follow it. I mean, and, and they also do their work. They're watching tape as well on their own uh, to make sure they know what's going on. This is a really experienced team that knows, I think, knows how to orchestrate uh, a plan and, and find success. That game, uh, 7 o'clock Friday night against Maryland and the 1 o'clock start Sunday against Rutgers, both Beautiful. on Big Ten Plus. 
Yeah. Coach, uh, anything else, anybody else you want to talk about? Are we, uh, are we wrapping well, I, up? I, I think that, you know, a player that's been overlooked a little bit by, um, I guess, the national media, if you will, uh, I've just been really happy with, 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 with two people. But Caitlin Newton has mm -hmm. just gone to a, a level that I haven't seen from her before. Now, keep in mind, this has been our, a go-to player for us for um, maybe three or four years. She's been a go-to player. And she's just playing at a level beyond where she's been before. She has herself back in elite condition. Last year with the knee surgery, the scope she had done right before the, the spring season, she never got back to, to her playing condition. Well, she's back now and uh, just really jumping well and hitting the ball hard. And if you just watch her, Corey, and I know you've watched her play for five years, she plays with this certain level of aplomb. I mean, she's just cool as a cucumber out there, but yet she's contributing more to her teammates. So I just think that she's somebody that is having the best year of her career and, uh, and by a significant margin because she's doing everything. She's on the floor for all six rotations. People are serving her all the time when mm -hmm. she's in the rotation and yet she's holding up and passing the ball, making more defensive plays. Got a couple of huge blocks against Wisconsin. You, you remember those. So all aspects of her game have improved. And then I think in the last, 15 days, Grace Cleveland um, has turned her season around uh, from where it was just a, a really good season to where all of a sudden she's going to be a difference maker um, for this team. And her blocking was, was off the chart uh, against Wisconsin and against Northwestern. And she is one of the best blockers in the country, in my opinion. But she's starting now to expand her hitting range, hit some shots that she wasn't hitting early in the season. We're trying to get her to take a few more risks in what she does instead of just, she doesn't like to make errors. You know, most, most female volleyball players don't like to make errors. I mean, we all like to, to, to be flawless if we can, sure. but at some point in time to score points against good teams, the kind of teams we're going to be playing the rest of the season, you have to try things that maybe you haven't tried before. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing those kind of things from her. I, I think even right now, she's still coming out of her shell a little bit. And, um, and, and that's been a real treat because if, if she goes to a different level here down the stretch with Newton and Colvin and JL Johnson's, you know, homecoming back, uh, Mo Horning, Otek, uh, Bush, uh, Trammell, Ellis, the other two left side hitters, you know, Cook and Chin, you know, it puts us in a spot where people aren't going to want to see us coming into their gym. And uh, but I, I do think that those are a couple of people from an offensive standpoint that have, have picked it up. And, you know, without talking about Ellis and, and the job that she did uh, from a blocking and hitting standpoint, you know, we worked really hard on out of system hitting. That's when the ball comes from way off the net. It's not passed to the setter at the net where they can set everybody. But it's when the ball, maybe a non setter or someone else are throwing the ball up somewhere in the vicinity of the hitter. And they've got to go up and take an aggressive swing or they're going to give the team a free ball and they're going to run it right back down the throat. So we've been working on that. So to see that match finish with Ellis taking a ball from almost directly over her head and crushing it through the block to the floor was a real satisfying feeling, not just for our coaches, not just for Ellis, but I think for our whole team, because I know they are thinking that we've been working on that for two weeks every day. Been working on that. And uh, for her to, to finish with that kind of a swing was uh, was just a lot of fun for everybody, but a really good win for us because because Wisconsin is such a great team. I loved uh, I heard Emma talking about that in an interview the other day, and 
And she said exactly what you said. We've been working on, uh, on out of system stuff a lot in practice. And, and then to have the match come down, it was amazing. And I yeah. thought, well, hey, these, these coaches might know what they're doing. They yeah. might actually know what they're talking about here. Well, it, it, it's just so good to really have all of our players back. Um, yeah. You know, Horning has been kind of playing. She may have only missed two matches. I can't remember how many she actually missed with, uh, with her leg injury. Uh, but when she was back early on, she wasn't normal. And I thought she was close to normal um, against Wisconsin and uh, will be even better this weekend. And then JL Johnson, you don't know how much you miss somebody until they're gone. And sure. uh, then they can't come back. And what she brings to our team from a, a leadership standpoint is, is gigantic. So nice that we have a full complement of players as we head out to the East Coast. You must travel safe and stay healthy and uh, hopefully get two more wins, Coach. All right. Thank you, Corey. Boiler up. Boiler up.